what a time to be alive hi guys my name is olivia titi welcome to unscripted with leave i'm your podcast butterfly thank you so much for being a consistent listener if you have been a consistent listener and if this is your first time listening to unscripted with leave welcome i love you but god loves you more and you know the vibe you know the dream while you are tuned into unscripted with leave make sure you're sipping on some good cup of coffee tea water juice or whatever beverage best suits your needs now again you know the other dream all you have to do is share this podcast with two of your favorite people and of course don't forget to subscribe if you're using the apple podcast or um google podcast and if you're using the anchor fm app don't forget to favorite this podcast send me your voice notes let's get chatting let's get knowing each other today is all about loans 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 how do you pay back your student loan that you didn't know you're supposed to pay back and it has an interest rate <laughs> anyway catch me on the other side as i speak to munyumba on all things financial freedom especially student loans and different investment vehicles for young adults um yeah so thank you so much for coming through to crypto with leave i'm very excited to have you i've been looking forward to having this interview with you what's well, not an interview really it's a conversation yes and i just want to make mention that we only have 13 minutes i know you have a lot to say um yeah so we have 30 minutes and i'm hoping we can try and tackle everything that's tabled on the table at the point yeah so thank you again okay. and are we good to start we are excellent to start <laughs> okay so um in in today's podcast i wanted to look at three things mainly two that is student loan payback and i think some of the things that we students don't know about student loans because i think most of us just sign up and we're good to go so um yeah i'm looking at having a conversation around student loans and also having some of the different investment vehicles that young adults can venture into because our cash inflow is not as big as people that are already in employment and all that so um for starters okay. i'm gonna yes <laughs> so i'm going to allow you to have a brief introduction of who you are because i think it's not right for us to just get into the whole conversation so under a minute you can give us a brief introduction of who Munyumba Mutale is thank you very much for having me live and i'm so happy to be here um Munyumba Mutwale is a financial market specialist who has been working in Zambia for the greater part. In fact, now going on to my second decade, working in the Zambian capital markets from the stock exchange, working with the SEC, working with uh, asset managers. So um, from my world of education of financial markets economy, uh, being a financial markets economist, I have had nothing but financial markets economic, uh, economic experience to the point where I've become now a financial markets advisor licensed by the SEC. And I've been a financial markets dealer as well before and able to actually give people uh, financial planning and advice. So currently, I do run investment programs, uh, how, uh, educating people on how to build portfolios. And I have actually been doing business advisory services as well. But mainly, it's uh, investment programs, investment vehicles, and I have a passion for making sure that we build wealth in this country. That's about it. <laughs> nice. I thought you were going to talk about the show you have on Money FM. Well, there's that. Um, but yeah, no, there is. Uh, I am also the host of Behind the Markets on Money FM. 
and mm-hmm. I have been actually ironically we I was Money FM's very first guest and I've been the longest running um, person from the beginning since 2018 so I've been mm-hmm. on behind the market since then giving financial advice financial analytics and economic news and economic affairs for the greater part of now four years nice nice now um i heard of you speaking about um student loans from behind the market and ever since then i've been intrigued i remember having a session with you and you just crushed my soul in a good way (laughs) (laughs) when you sort of explain that there's an interest rate that you have to pay back annually after you begin paying back your student loan and whatnot so maybe you can give us um a brief background of your research with regards to student loans and then maybe I can ask the questions on how one can um, how one can prepare to get started so uh, unfortunately there's a lot of miseducation or misinformation about um, uh, bursaries and loans and a lot of people do not realize that the education they're getting from the universities, from the bursary, the higher education bursaries and loans uh, board is a loan. Okay, that's what most people don't seem to understand. Most think it's just free education. They go there, get a college degree and just start work unencumbered. And then later on in life, they start to have that. So a lot of people don't understand what terms they have. So the first thing you need to recognize is that one, it's a loan, which you must pay back. So there are rules to that loan, like any loan. So while you're accumulating, you're accumulating it at school. So think about your if they're paying for your housing. Think about if they're paying for your tuition. Everything they're paying for. And mm-hmm. if they're also giving you a stipend as well. Every inch of cash they're giving you, they're expecting back with interest. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's the first thing that everyone needs to recognize. You are then, so this is the process. You finish your education. You've accumulated all this money. You haven't realized it because you you think that you've been getting it for free. Then they give you a one-year grace period after that um, where you can kind of look for a job and settle in because they're expecting you're going to find a job one year afterwards, which let's be honest, that's not always the reality. And then from there, they're expecting that from there, you're going to start making payments every month uh, for the next 10 years with a compound interest of 15% per year uh, added on to whatever balance is remaining which means that whatever balance you start with you are going to pay back effectively double that after the 15 years are done you're gonna after the 10 years are done you're gonna effectively pay back double that amount um, if you if you take the full 10 years with 15% interest attached to it so let's say a person uh, comes out of school with 150,000 quarter worth of debt which is what the average person Mm-hmm. is coming out with when they leave college um over 10 years you're going to be expected to pay back about two hundred ninety thousand in total altogether mm-hmm. in equal payments for those 120 months mm-hmm. so now the question is are you going to get a job a year after instantly when we've been dealing with unemployed graduates and yeah. two what pay grade are you going to be getting so that you one every person when they finally finish college is planning on moving out They're planning on living on their own and moving out. They're planning on getting their first car. They're planning (laughs) on being able to get their first, uh, they're they're, they're trying to like get furniture for their home. They're planning on even being able to get married maybe five years after they finish graduating or six, seven years after they finish graduating. And they may be even thinking about, hey, let me go and get my master's now. Uh, so that I can I can upgrade myself to become manager because a lot of banks and government institutions require you to have a master's 
if you want to if you want to if you want to become a manager which upgrades your pay so yeah. what a lot of people are doing is they're hanging they're getting out of school with a huge debt that's stopping them from moving out stopping them from getting a car stopping them from saving stopping them from 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 getting married stopping them from even uh, advancing their education and mm-hmm. they didn't know now most people think they can escape uh, mm-hmm. but what the government does do is they track you if you get a job you're going to be paying napsa the government reads through the napsa payroll every single time and they report that to the higher education bureau uh, your tax payments when you're at work your employer is going to be reporting your your tax information to mm-hmm. zra regularly that information is sent to the higher education and yeah. your bank is also going to be assessing that you're getting there that information can get to the higher education as well oh. you cannot escape them mm. so now what happens if um the one year elapses and i'm not working do i does they 15% still start or maybe they wait until i get the job before they start adding 15% to the loan that i have no it starts from that point onwards that loan is in action um wow. and that's where the problem comes Uh-huh. So so it it the, the later you work to start you wait to start paying it back the worse it, it it may get for you and this is why my advice my quick advice to most students is if you are going to get a loan this is the first thing I'll tell you mm-hmm. one look at the st- the probabilities of being hired 75% yeah, of yeah sorry you saying yeah I was going to ask that because I think that's something you did mention and I I would like you to repeat it because just in case there's somebody out there who's listening to this podcast and they haven't gotten the loan yet maybe they may they might want to make an informed decision before they go for the student loan or maybe just decide to get a diploma and then upgrade from there yeah so this is this is in fact that's exactly the other option you you have mm-hmm. one you have to ask yourself and i would always advise this i wish someone talked to me about this uh before mm-hmm. um the good thing is i i i was one of the lucky people who didn't have to get a student loan to go to college that was uh, i i i think i was i'm from a bit of a luckier era i feel for the current generation so mm-hmm. i must say that with sympathy i do feel for the current generation because th- there's no options being presented to you your parents are not saving for your education and then mm-hmm. on the second hand they're just throwing you into this wolves situation where when you get there you have to pay a loan back so here are your options you must look at one do you have to get a degree to enter the field you want to enter that's the first thing you need to recognize do mm-hmm. you have to get a degree and i think the first step back you need to go back is get some career advice is this the right career for you you don't want to get a 150,000 swat kwacha student loan only to find out you're now entering a workplace you don't like but you are stuck because now you have to be there for 10 years to pay back your student loan only to get your freedom maybe when you're 34 and 35 that's what you're trying to avoid okay so is that the field if you're going to get a loan in there you better be sure that that is the place you want to be so ask yourself what we call the vrio test uh is this does this does this engage something you are valuable at people are willing to pay you for this does it engage skills that you have and abilities and talents that you have that people are willing to pay for um is it an obsession that you have is it something that is rare is it something that is hard to imitate okay mm-hmm. is it something that that you are you 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 you've got somebody in that field that you look up to who you admire who you, who you really look up to strongly because that's going to motivate you so that yeah. when you get there you can get to start i would advise someone go and volunteer for 6 months to a year before you even start college in that field to yeah. see if it's worth getting that loan there that's one 
Two, the other thing you should also consider doing is they are different. The probability of being hired and getting a full-time job with a degree is 75%. Mm-hmm. Okay. While the probability of getting hired with a diploma is 63 to 65% too. So mm-hmm. you, 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 there's not, there's only a 10% premium, but here's the trick. Diplomas are only, are, are only a third of the cost of degrees and they're mm-hmm. only three years as opposed to four years. So you may find that a diploma gets you into a workplace and then the workplace had most workplaces, especially if they're multinationals and so forth, have yeah. got training budgets. So yeah. where they actually send you to school, pay for it for free and tell you as long as you stay working here for the next two to three years, uh, that degree is paid for. And a lot of people have gotten their degrees like that, where they've come in with a diploma, worked their way in that place. Let me give you a simple example. Instead of getting a degree in actuarial science, for example, start yeah. by getting a diploma in insurance work as an insurance officer get into insurance sales and officer management and then go up and ask the insurance company can you now pay for me to go for study actuarial science they will need actuaries anywhere and that's a value proposition so that they'll add that from their training budget so a lot of workplaces do that or if Mm -hmm. they give it to you as an education loan at least it's interest free and you're Mm -hmm. earning an income while doing it so the key i will tell people is look at your options a diploma may be the better starting point so that you mm-hmm. can become hireable because only 15 percent of zambians have diplomas or more so already you're rare by the way with a diploma <laughs> <laughs> you're already rare only about five percent of us or so have degrees yeah. so okay. the key you want to start looking at is get your de- get that's an option as well when you're getting in there but make sure before you get a loan i even say this to entrepreneurs you better be sure of the cash flow on the other side of this. And the mm-hmm. other point is this. What is the starting pay of your degree? Never oh, yeah. get a, a student loan where the starting pay, where, where the student loan in total is greater than one year's pay, starting pay of your degree. Yeah. Wow. Ish. Um, I wish I knew that earlier because I didn't even know about the 15% interest up until I listened to... Uh, behind the markets and now i'm thinking okay so i'm in this situation how do i navigate my way through it because i wouldn't want to exceed the 10 years to pay back my loan if i can do it even in the space of five three that's going to be a flex so now for those of us who are already here some have graduated already and some are just getting started with this degree what are some of the tips you would give us on how to navigate our way through the student loan first thing i can tell you is you want to make sure that getting out of this place you've got some experience so mm-hmm. you're going to need to start looking at um and here's the first thing i would say volunteer where you can but one of your real games you got to play now is you've got until the end of your degree and one year after that mm-hmm. with no interest accrued no interest is being accrued on that loan so that is the time to start paying it down side mm-hmm. hustles jobs small businesses anything you can get your hands on as an income and start attacking your loan if you can get out of school out of school with a instead of a hundred and fifty thousand kwacha loan but with a seventy five thousand kwacha loan and as you've been learning maybe you've taken on a small afternoon job and you've tried to really go after that and mm-hmm. put some money towards it and put some money towards savings mm-hmm. if you do that you're giving yourself an earlier time so the, the the key i would say is voluntarily start paying your student loan early like even while you're learning it's going to be painful um is is there 
is it possible for one to begin paying back their student loan right now as yep. you get back it's in there the provisions are there that you are you are actually allowed to pay back your student loan while you're actually learning the thing is we don't read those documents i personally didn't read it and i don't think i've taken time to read it still to sort of know what what i'm getting myself into and how i can work around it so the provision is there for one to begin paying back as they learn yes they, they've then, given a clear provision for that one would say it, it doesn't really amount to anything like paying back what if i i only have a hundred okay no no a hundred is too little what if i only have a 500 or a thousand to spare by the end of the month can i still start i would advise you to you see mm-hmm. what look every the, your your worst enemy is compound interest you know yeah. when you're investing your best friend is compound interest but when you're taking out when you're on credit the worst enemy is compound interest yeah. i always tell people that an eight percent loan can can double money every every um can basically double money every nine years now think about that a 15 percent loan can also double an eight percent interest can double and a 15 percent interest can also grow rapidly as well people uh, let me put this in your mind so you may understand this yeah. is that warren buffett's wealth that you see now that hundred billion dollars of wealth warren buffett had a hundred thousand dollars back in 1960 1963 uh, in the 1950s 1960s and he has been growing that money at 24 percent a year that's really all he's done he's just mm-hmm. been growing his money at 24 percent a year okay mm-hmm. uh, and that's what has created 100 billion 50 years later the reality i'm trying to say is that 15 percent is, is a lot of money so even if you can knock down a thousand five hundred just pick an amount and start to shave it off uh, let me give you a simple example. Five. If you, for three years, are putting aside 500 kwacha uh, and you knock that out, you've taken away 18,000 kwacha out of your loan. That's a year of it gone. Okay? So that's something you can do. But try by all means whatever you can because that 18,000 kwacha will spare you a repayment uh, mm-hmm. if you can. So everything counts. But you see... Um... I am this 22-year-old who's just begun her financial journey. I'm looking to owning assets. Oh my God, I want to get into stocks, unit trust, bonds, and whatnot. And then I'm thinking of, oh, when I get my returns, I might as well want to maybe start staying on my own once I graduate, get a car, or um, have a trip to Zanzibar or anywhere else. And now I have to split the little I have for me to invest to now pay back my student loan like how can one navigate around that because it's like okay i want to have assets to my name i want to build on my net worth but then at the end of the day i have to pay back this loan because quite frankly whenever you are educated through a student loan chances of you paying back the money alone is like 100 percent. it's not your parents your guardians who are going to say oh you can you can have this much and begin to pay back the the the, the first thing you need to look at um the number one tool to build wealth is an income okay yeah. that's the first thing you need to look at so as a as a, as, a, as a young person look at what you've done your first skill that you've gotten is being able to speak mm-hmm. right that's your first skill so how do you leverage that for money that's literally what you need to all start doing here's what here's what i always say uh, and uh, it's a very quick test take your inventory of skills list all the skills that you have all of them okay and then look at them and say, which one is valuable? In other words, which one are people willing to pay for? Two, which one is rare? 
which one is hard for people to imitate which one do i have an obsession which one do i have an mm-hmm. iconic figure okay if you if one of those ticks all of these yeah. on the market start leveraging it for money find a way to be self employed you've built a podcast okay now how do you start converting this into money that's the game you start playing once you can start generating an income while on campus you can start attacking this loan because that's this is a, this is a good financial lesson for many people income is the weapon that you use to build capital and also extinguish loans but mm-hmm. you've got to start learning how to create income that's what you, all of you have to do and school is not going to teach you how to create income school is going to teach you how to fin- how to it's going to teach you a lot of knowledge it's not going to teach you how to, how to how to generate income everybody has to start learning financial literacy sales and leveraging their income these are three skills you need to start learning on your own out there picking them up converting them to cash so that your your last 2 3 years of school are spent are spent hammering down your loans and building up your capital wait is this to say that for whatever i make right about now my focus should be to clear up my loan or maybe i can try and split it if i'd always split it up or what look I, if you can um if you can i wouldn't say target everything at loans um i would say target what you can mm-hmm. uh, i would say obviously put if at not 50% to 2/3 of your efforts towards shaving down your loan it is going to be your biggest obstacle it is yeah. going to be your biggest obstacle so you need to try and shave it down the other thing some will advise saying just take everything towards paying your student loan uh, mm-hmm. i would say pick up a little bit of assets here but mm-hmm. let's say you had a let's say you 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 did something and you found yourself with a thousand quarter capable of being saved okay mm-hmm. let's say that happens mm-hmm. if you can do that then i would say you're young saving 250 quarter or 200 quarter in your youth is a lot of money by the way that's a lot so if you can put 200 quarter towards um assets and we'll talk about those very quickly mm-hmm. but then take that amount take the larger amount you know 2/3 to set to 80% take that to your student loan free mm-hmm. yourself that's what you need debt is indenturement mm-hmm. free yourself from the from the indenturement of that so that you are free to pick careers easily and you're not running after the first job that you can get so that you can pay your student loan or you're mm-hmm. stuck in that job and you can't negotiate because if you leave work how will you pay your student loan mm-hmm. oh wow okay <laughs> I don't know like every single time we speak about student loans I just I feel crushed I feel defeated in a way because it's like oh my god it's like 150,000 kwacha I have to pay back and with the the unemployment rates on the rise it sort of feels like somewhat is impossible but looking at the fact that you've spoken about how one can work around income generation and all that that's something that I'm going to uh, have a conversation with myself on and see how best I can use my skill set and the network i have so now moving on to some of the investment vehicles that young adults can venture into what are some of your highly recommended even as one is trying to bet a student loan and all that well the, the here's here's what you should do if you're young well if you got yourself into a student loan i can i can venture to say that financial literacy is not your friend uh so the first thing you need to do is you need to invest in your mind uh mm-hmm. to understand financial literacy now what asset groups are we looking at when mm-hmm. you are young and you are starting out don't jump into complex assets i know we always talk about these things i know it's so glamorous talk about <laughs> stocks and owning uh-huh. individual bonds and all these things 
you go to unit trust mm-hmm. the number one asset i recommend for anybody below the age of 30 is holding unit trust you want to build your wealth incredible unit trust that you know okay get an advisor someone like i i, I recommend unit trust to people uh, but obviously this being a platform I'll, I'll keep those those brands off of here for a second but the key is that they are unit trusts i recommend and i always tell young people who are below 30 look don't jump into the game of trying to manage a stock portfolio invest Mm -hmm. in a unit trust that invests in local equity so split your money between local equity funds and split your money between um between uh fixed income funds that invest in government bonds uh, and invest in high yield instruments in other words they invest in debt instruments now when you split your money between these two and Mm -hmm. it depends on your risk because if you're in your 20s you've got high risk capacity Risk yeah. capacity just means how much time do you have to recover from from if the market was to to go down and come back up? Because stock markets do that; they have down times, they have up times. Uh, right now, the stock market is in an uptime, but it just came from a five-year downtime, and it's going to pick up and run again. Downtime, uptime. So you need you've got risk capacity, but what risk preference do you have? Take a test for that, okay? Mm-hmm. Because as a young person, you have got magic money. This is what I want to tell you as a young person. <laughs> any you've you've got time on your hands that's what you need to understand the greatest asset to an investor is time so mm. because you've got a lot of time that you're putting money in it's working for a longer period of time and yeah. because of that your 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 kwacha your army of kwacha is powerful so remember i always say this uh, in your 20s a kwacha invested can running through the market at the way i've, I've looked at it can turn into 11 kwacha worth of purchasing power by the yeah. time you hit your 60s okay, i want mm-hmm. you to think about that 50s and 60s that money becomes 11 almost 8 to 11 kwacha okay mm-hmm. the later on you start this the, the the shorter that gets so a 200 kwacha in the hands of a 20 something year old investing to their retirement or to their financial freedom is more powerful than even a thousand kwacha uh even a, a, almost a 2000 kwacha in the hands of a 40 year old Okay. Yeah. So your 200 kwacha is really powerful. So mm. get it to work. Put it into unit trust. You don't know how to make investment decisions, allocations, manage mm. your dividends, manage your taxes. You don't know those things. So mm-hmm. build your money in unit trusts first. Local equity funds and local bond funds. Understand your risk preference to see how much of your money should go into local equity, how much of it should go into local bonds and start investing, no matter how much. Okay, so this is to say that one can start with 200 kwacha. So the, the, some unit trusts allow 200, some unit trusts allow 500, okay? okay. But they, they, there are a lot of them with those numbers. That's like monthly, yeah? Yeah, month, and that's how you want to invest. Mm-hmm. Invest monthly. Don't invest in once in a while. You need to try and, try whatever you earn monthly, get into the habit of saving 20 to 25% of your money. That's what you want to do. Save 20 to 25% of whatever money you earn. Put that towards yourself. Any money you save is freeing yourself. You're buying your freedom. That's what you need to recognize. You're yeah. buying your freedom when you save. So okay. 20 to 25% of your money, put it towards the, the rest, life, and your student loan debt. That's how you work this. Okay. So uh, now before I let you go, um, I have three personal questions I'm going to ask you. But before that... I recently had Mwabangenda on the podcast. We were speaking about black tax and fund accounts. And this is something that just came to my attention just now. Uh, you know how we're speaking about investing in financial freedom and also paying back student loan. But also there's the aspect of having to play 
having to pay black tax even as you evolve especially once you graduate for some weird reason families think you have the money now so how can one work around black tax do you have any tips for that be honest the only thing you can do is be honest um saving for your future your financial freedom is non-negotiable first mm-hmm. rule best thing you can do for poor people don't join them okay so the first thing you need to do is walk away from poverty by saving and investing for yourself uh-huh. right that's yeah. non-negotiable and yeah. then after that once you've finished in fact help people from your wealth don't help yeah. people from income that's nice. where people 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 need to get need to understand from build wealth to be helpful don't mm-hmm. try and be helpful of income yeah well nice so um when did you start investing wow my first investment was done when i was when i started my work and i've been through ups and downs in this journey oh, i have i i've bucketed out i've come back i've bucketed out i've come back um so i've been through ups and downs in this journey and i've made a lot of mistakes myself so mm-hmm. i'm teaching you from my mistakes as well <laughs> um but yeah i started when i was in my own i think i was 24 that was my first time but i did play a little bit in the Johannesburg stock exchange when i was in school when i was in high school but um that was in the small fund that gave me the idea of doing it but my first investment probably in zambia when i was in my 20s mm, okay and what's your net worth currently <laughs> <laughs> that is not a number i share but just know that i'll tell you this it's more than my income more than my it's more than my it's it's uh i've beaten my prodigious i'm a two times prodigious accumulator of wealth so in other mm. words 2x my it's 2x my um Yo. my income okay. two times my annual income times my age divided by 20. oh okay i you know that i'm not good with math <laughs> <laughs> let's just say i've passed certain numbers that's okay. what you need to know okay okay nice and ish but okay can you tell me offset offset i need Off- motiv- i need motivation <laughs> off the record you want to know how much i'm worth yes yes <laughs> <laughs> all right off the record i'm worth i'm worth 150 150,000 kwacha plus mm. oh That's is it don't count my knapsack is it oh wait so you also have your retirement plan outside from your so you are you counting your retirement fund as everything is in my retirement oh okay nice nice i keep everything in my retirement when do you plan on retiring i don't you see here's the key that you need to look at the Mm -hmm. best wealth builders don't retire oh okay the best wealth builders do what they love What's the retirement fund for if you're not retiring? Financial freedom. Okay. I don't what? want to depend on my income from work. Mm-hmm. I want to depend on my income from assets at one point and right. then my work just goes to there. See that's 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 the point of building wealth. Now, uh-huh. as a business person, you stuff all your wealth in your business, you stuff all your wealth in your in your retirement fund. Okay? Wait about to as a business person to just have your your wealth stuck in your business or maybe you can try and do other stuff like bones shiny you know all those things or maybe you can okay i own this business everything i have is in, in the business well i don't yeah look in my money i don't count my business wealth yet um because so you uh, have a lot something of- I'd, pardon 
but you have a lot of money no i keep myself scarce um that's how i run myself i don't keep myself i don't keep myself heavy i keep myself scarce mm-hmm. um i don't keep myself in in droves and droves of money i'm still young by the way i'm still in my early 30s oh nice so most people think I most people think I'm old, and to be to, to be honest, I've never had an income. Uh, to be honest, I've I've never had an income higher than uh, what's it? I've never had an income higher than 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 I think I think all the longest the highest I've had is fifteen. Oh, okay. I've never had an income higher than fifteen. Mm-hmm. So that already tells you that that's the the main thing is that I've just stuck to the twenty to twenty five percent. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I've done. Put it away. But the main thing I also do is I build my business. Mm-hmm. That's the key. The main rule I give you is that I build my business, um, mm-hmm. and I focus on building my business. Now yeah. I tie my money up, and you tie your money up in long-term assets so that they stay there, and you focus on building your wealth, your income stream, and making yeah. sure that you've channeled twenty to twenty-five percent towards that point. That's that's the that's the main point I do. Now, the problem I think I'll give you little bit of the story i had is i i have i made a lot of bad decisions in my 20s okay yeah. i made a lot of the i've made the bad car loan decision i've mm-hmm. made the empty out your retirement decision okay oh, wow. i've done that before um i've i've gone into debt have to empty myself out before and i've had to restart myself twice okay so mm-hmm. I've made this the string of bad decisions. And let me tell you this, no matter how educated you are, you can make those mistakes. Yeah. But the best thing you can do is learn from someone else. Mm-hmm. Are you debt free right now? Yeah, I am. Oh nice. Congratulations. <laughs> no, okay. I had to. Be. I had to I, that's that's what I worked on. I had to look, what we we I've had to restart again and go debt free. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the main thing I had to do. I had to clear myself. I had mm-hmm. to clear myself of all personal debts. So mm-hmm. that's the key thing. And it took long. It was painful to do and it took long. Okay. Now let's talk about the class that we are going to be offering. I'm saying we, by the way. I don't know if you heard me. <laughs> no, I said I, I, and I, I get it. So looking at what you, what you, what we're, what we're going to be offering is that we're going to be putting together a small working group for mm-hmm. each each section. Now, it's going to be groups of anywhere. Uh, and as we said, the maximum we're trying to look at is somewhere around 30 people. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what, we, what we're trying to do is put people into groups. And I'll be able to then have classes for people every two weeks. That will allow me to put people into a networking group and have classes for people every two weeks to teach them uh, what's needed for investment. Now, I'm an investment planning specialist to help you understand how to even start as small as you are. But we also start with something called the financial matrix. So where we'll be starting with with investor literacy, we'll be starting with the financial matrix. The key that we'll also be working on is how to build cash flow as well so that you can then convert that or whatever cash flow you have, no matter how small it is, even if you're a student, so that you can convert that. Because what you want to do is as you're erasing debt, because a lot of you, unfortunately, are starting life with debt, is that you want to be growing in income. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, when do we start our first class? 
So starting your first class, you'll be doing, you'll be able to do that at the, you'll be able to do that through the course of this month. This is when we'll be doing enrollments. Um, and the classes that we've, we've put together for people, it's a three month, it's obviously a three month cycle, all right, at which people can then cycle and cycle out. Uh, but it's three months every two weeks and what will be, uh, and it will be, uh, 150 kwacha for the full ride. Um, that's the way you'd be able to do it for 50 kwacha per month, but 150 kwacha for the full ride. And then you start this month. So those enrollments will start this month and then we'll go into full learning um, over this next period of three months. So at the end of April going on, that'll be the first three month cycle. We'll be able to take multiple and I think we're able to take 10 groups. Okay. We're able to take 10 groups every single, we're able to take 10 groups every single cycle. So every cycle is three months. Nice. Wait, but can I still start investing even as I attend the class? Because I think I'm ready now. After. <laughs> if you're ready, you know what? Uh, as I would always, uh, I always give people Warren Buffett's story. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are able, you are able to. In if you are able to. Sorry, Warren Buffett's story is that he started investing at nine, and his greatest regret is that he didn't start early enough. Oh wow! <laughs> this is his greatest regret in life, and he started at nine. So start early, start as small as you can. Nice. But okay. just start with anything you can be consistent. That's all you need to do. This is the mistake we've all made. We thought we needed big money, we needed this, we needed that. Start with what you can be consistent with. Yeah. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to say before I let you go? Well, I think one of the greatest lessons I think for every young person out there mm-hmm. is um, you will make mistakes in your financial journey. That's yeah, the like- one thing I will say on the record. You will make mistakes. We've all made them. Okay? Yeah. Um, there's plenty of people who've gone bankrupt multiple times and have built themselves back up. So yeah. don't beat yourself up about getting an expensive student loan don't beat yourself up about starting life uh, a bit too late don't beat yourself up about maybe picking the wrong thing you are in your 20s mistakes will be made the Mm -hmm. only thing you need to do is learn from them learn from the lessons of other people be willing to learn a person who's willing to learn is going to be a great person and what i can tell you now is wealth is a 30-year journey that's what i had to teach myself no matter what I had to teach myself, got friends who had to learn that wealth is a 30 year plus journey. Okay. The average millionaire takes 30 years to build wealth. All right. And it's not done overnight. It's not done with quick wealth. It's done with diligence. It's done with savings. The the quantum of millionaires just simply save and invest for their retirement and financial freedom, put money away. And for they they have a target that they're going to reach one day. And that's Mm -hmm. all that matters. Thank you so much for coming through. I'm excited with you. All right. Thank you so much. So, yeah, guys, catch me on the other side as I say bye to Minimba. Thank you very much. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed the conversation I had with Munyumba Mutwale because I did. And if you want to sign up for the class, all you have to do is get through to me on any of my social media platforms and I will respond instantly. That's Instagram, Olivia2205, Facebook, Olivia22, LinkedIn, Olivia22, or you can text me on my email address send me an email guys on my email address that's olivia2205 at gmail.com and i will be ready to assist you remember for this specific class for students we're looking at student loan payback uh, methods and also 
um some of the investment vehicles you can start with as a young investor now get through to me and munyumba is going to be your financial advisor he's going to guide you for three whole months at only 150 kwacha guys that's a good deal you want financial freedom you have to start investing and learning is a part of that investment and i didn't say this i'm gonna say it so like i always say it on a known forum against on a known forum for and i am for people regardless of who you are i love you but god loves you more see you next week sometime someplace as we bring to you nothing but the very best of unscripted with leave bye guys